www.sarahfigure.com. I teach a goal-setting e-course called Braver Goals. You can find that over at bravergoals.com. And today, I'm bringing up a little bit of an awkward topic, but I feel like it has to be discussed. If you've ever felt like you're always running out of money, keep listening. As always, I have ultra-actionable steps for you. So, a few weeks ago, I welcomed 58 students onto my Braver Goals goal-setting e-course. While it's not my first time to teach this topic, goal-setting, I normally do it in a workshop format, in one short and jam-packed afternoon. Meaning, time is limited, so I pack in all the lessons in three hours, making it as meaty and valuable as possible in that short amount of time. But the time for individual reflection, as well as student-teacher interaction, was not as long as I would like. But here's what I love about online courses. One, since Braver Goals is a self-paced course, there's more time for my students to dig deep into their goals. And two, it comes with the opportunity to get personalized feedback from me as a mentor. And so this was the very first time that I really got to know and guide individual students one by one, have them walk me through their thought process and get up close and personal with their plans. It has been eye-opening just to see the differences and similarities among these ladies' stories and perspectives. But after going through all their emails and worksheets, here's my sad discovery about my students. See, I thought that the major barrier to making ideas happen was not knowing where to start. Apparently, that was just the second thing. The number one thing holding them back was lack of money. But wait, that's not even the sad part. More specifically, and most frustratingly, the most prevalent problem that 50% of my students had was credit card debt. For example, one student has over $1,000 in credit card debt. $1,000! Another student failed so bad at paying her credit card bill on time that she doubled her debt. And then there's this other um, travel-loving lady who always gets excited over seat sales, as we all do. But the thing is, instead of checking her budget, she immediately reaches for her card. And so, she has a lot of trips planned, but is now struggling to pay it off. And here's the one thing they had in common. They all said that they were stressing about it big time. One student said that it was like having a perpetual black cloud over your head because she couldn't stop thinking about how in the world she was going to pay it off with her meager salary. And here's the thing. When that black cloud is always over your head, you get very limiting thoughts. You keep on pushing passion projects back. You keep on pushing things that matter to the back of your head because you don't have funds or you're broke. So you keep delaying things like your small business, your novel, your blogging or your freelancing career, your traveling adventures, your future home or your future family or your future car, your startup business, your education like investing in e-courses or your master's degree. Keep delaying the things that matter. And for what? Because your credit card company says you need to pay up? I remember very, very vividly how my high school economics teacher would repeat again and again in this like crazy voice. She would always go like, 
don't get addicted to credit cards. And then she would wave her arms around angrily. Why would you spend money you don't have? And she was just like, don't get credit cards, don't get credit cards. <laughs> I know she put it in a very simplistic way. And I know now that credit cards can be used very well. But what stuck to me ever since was that you shouldn't spend money you don't have. I mean, it's extremely logical. You don't have the money, then why are you spending it? So, I know money is usually an awkward topic to talk about, especially for creatives, freelancers, entrepreneurs. But the thing is, money is a fact of life. You can't view it as evil or the enemy. You're not a sellout just because you're earning money. Money can be a tool for growth. But it's hard to grow when you're stuck in debt. So, who here has credit card debt? Don't worry, I won't judge. Raise your hands. By the way, if you're a university student, this might not be relevant to you right now, but stick around and you might want to get back to this lesson after graduation. So for those who raised their hands, I'll share with you six actionable things you can do in the next 60 minutes. Super easy, you can do it in the next hour. So step one, I want you to take a debt inventory. What that means is you look at all your credit cards, look at how much you need to pay off, by when, and also list down the interest rates involved. Also, I want you to look at what you spent the most on using your credit card. Be aware of this because this will give you an idea of budget areas you can cut down on. Step two, if you have two or more credit card accounts, target the lower balance first. So let's say credit card A has $200 in debt balance and credit card B has $800. Focus on paying off card A first, Because paying off one account will give you that sense of accomplishment and build your momentum so you're not so overwhelmed but by $800 or the total $1,000. Step three, look at your debt balances and set a goal for yourself. The goal should look like this. I will be debt-free by blank. So put there the month and the year you want to be debt-free. I want you to be very aware and take into consideration the longer you take, To clear your debt out, the higher the interest and fees. So let's say your goal is, I will pay off $1,000 in debt and be debt-free by December 2016. Now we go on to step number four. Divide that amount by the number of months you have from today until your debt-free target. So today is Feb 2016. I want to be debt-free by December 2016. So that's about 11 months. So... What you do is you divide $1,000 by 11 months. So that means you have to pay about $91 per month so that you can meet your target of being debt-free by December 2016. Step five, it's time to automate that payment. Step five is the most important thing that you need to do. If you're not doing this yet, this is such a magical tool. <laughs> I want you to go to your bank and ask about this because most, if not all banks, have automation services where it automatically deducts a certain amount of money from your account per month and pays or transfers it to wherever you assign it. So let's say your salary gets deposited into your account every 31st of the month. So for example, January 31. What you can do is schedule an automatic debt payment of $91 to go to your credit card bill payment every first of the month 
or the day after your salary drops. So that's Feb 1. So January 31, your salary gets deposited. Feb 1, automatically your bank transfers $91 from your salary to your credit card payment. This way, you don't have to stress about it anymore. You don't have to manually pay. And all you see reflected in your account is the deducted amount. After a while, you'll forget you're even getting closer and closer to getting debt-free because you've already taken it off your hands and automated it. So this is step six, but it's more of a tip than a step. I know you're saying, but wait, doesn't that mean I now have a smaller amount of salary to spend each month? Yes, that is exactly what it means. Adjust your lifestyle accordingly. Make that amount work for you. Budget only the money that you actually have. So, those are steps one to six. The steps are super easy. And now, what you gotta do is summon the willpower to do it. 60 minutes or less, that's all it takes. Lastly, here are four long-term actions that you can take so you no longer get controlled by debt. One, what I want you to do is to stop using your credit card until you pay off your debt. Stop digging your hole even deeper. Work on budgeting the money you have every month. Again, I will repeat it. Work on budgeting the money you have every month, not the money you will get the next paycheck. Second thing that you can do, look into getting a prepaid credit card instead. So if your main reason for getting a credit card is so that you can make payments online, this is a great solution for you. A prepaid credit card is a card that functions as a Visa or a MasterCard for any offline or online transactions. But before you can use it, you need to load it with money first. So ta-da, you're using a credit card, but spending money you actually have right now not money that will come next month. All right, so step three, the third thing that you have to do if you really want to improve on this is to review your budgeting basics. What I do and what I always recommend to my students and my friends is that you have to classify your budget into three things and in this order. First, you budget for your essentials. Second, you budget for your end game before Third, you get money to spend on your extras. If you want to learn more about it, I talk all about this in my free course on the basics of budgeting, saving, and earning, especially for young professionals and young creatives. It's a video course. I will walk you through a spreadsheet and sort of the main concepts of how you can budget and how you can earn more money. You can access it at courses.bravergoals.com. I highly recommend this because the concepts that I teach here are not just about budgeting. The concepts I teach are the exact things that I learned in the past year, the very same concepts that have helped me earn twice my monthly income for six months in 2015. So I was able to double my income for six of the 12 months in 2015. That's because I became more proactive about my financial goals. Hopefully, while going through the lesson, I can also help you see the different ways that you can have extra income and how to turn your passion into profit. And lastly, 
I want you to download an expense tracker and really make it a habit. There are a lot of free tools out there, but my personal favorite budgeting tool is paid, but I promise you it is worth it. My favorite tool is called You Need a Budget or YNAB. So that's Y-N-A-B. It has changed my life in the most major way. And I say this with 300% integrity and truth, no BS. Since using YNAB, I have hit savings goal after savings goal. Ever since I installed it in January 2015, that was a year ago. And can you believe that because YNAB has changed my mindsets about money and really transformed it to become more proactive, it has made me become more organized about the way I spend, more visually aware of where my money is. Since I started using it in January 2015, I've saved over $8,500 in one year because of YNAB. $8,500. That is insane. I have never saved that much money before. I have never been as disciplined or as organized as that. I've since invested that $8,500 into paying for my insurance, um, attending business classes, investing it into business materials, and of course, traveling. I made two trips to the U.S. last year, and that helped a lot because I had savings for my trips. Actually, that was why I started using YNAB because I knew that I had to save up for my first trip to the U.S. So you can get a free trial of YNAB for 34 days. You can try it at youneedabudget.com. I don't earn anything from promoting them. I just love them that much. You can try it out. Then after that, I think it's about $50 for a year subscription to the program. Another thing is I want you to watch all their easy-to-follow educational videos. They have one in particular about dealing with debt. I will link it in the blog post so that you can click through and watch it. It's super helpful. So that's it. Those are my money tips for young creatives like us. It's just so important to talk about this. I feel like not a lot of people want to touch on this topic. They just want to focus on like the creative stuff, the inspirational stuff. But money is a fact of life. If you use it well, it can be a tremendous tool for growth. And I've found that I grew so much when I started being more responsible about my money. When I started being a partner with my money, instead of like fighting with it, instead of fighting with my budget, I work with it. I got to know it better. I got to know my spending habits better. And it has enabled me to travel, to build my own business, to spend on the things that I want. And, you know, just to have extra money as well for emergency funds and all that stuff. So this is so important. If you really want to focus on the things that matter, if you want to pursue that passion project, if you want to start your business, whatever business that is, you will need money. You will need to be more organized about money. So I hope that this podcast, this blog post sparks that awareness in you and you start transforming the way you relate with your money. That's it. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this was helpful for you and I will see you next time. Bye.